Good evening and good evening, good evening. I want to thank you for joining me today with the Way Ministry with Reverend and Teacher William E. Moody Sr. You know, today, God truly has a powerful word for the mothers and fathers of the world and sons and daughters. You know, we're living in a time where life has changed. So many people I talk to are going through so much and life has changed as we once knew it. And it's so much confusion in the world, so much hatred and so much violence. And so many people are just hurting in this world. So many people are going through afflictions. They, they've lost loved ones. They're hurting on the inside. You know, so many people need a word from God. They need the truth. They don't need a half truth. They need the full truth because a half truth is a lie. So many people are listening to this microwave, watered down version of God's word. They looking for goosebumps. They, they looking for the feelings to change. Truly, truly, I come to tell you that God wants your heart to change so God can do the impossible in your life. What you think is impossible, it's not impossible for God. What you're going through right now in your life, God said, I'm going to turn this thing all around. Yes, all things that's going on in your life, the good, bad, and ugly. God said, he's going to work this thing out for your good. For all those that love me, love me. What does that mean to love God, Reverend? I'm glad you asked. To love God means you living according to his word. To love God means you showing his grace and mercy in the earth. To love God means you loving others as you love yourself. You loving your enemies first. You know, truly God, he wants you to understand when you're able to love your enemies, you're able to love everybody else. You know, truly, truly, I come to tell you so many people are blocking their blessings with God. You blocking your blessings you know, God's not making your blessings up as he goes along. God's not making this thing up. He's already got your blessings prepared for you. He just has to prepare your heart. God has to get you ready for the blessing. So you won't lose the blessing that God has prepared for you. So many don't understand that you have to walk and live this thing by God's knowledge, God's wisdom to be able to have a blessed life, to, to be able to have life more abundant right now. That means more, more of God's goodness, more of God's grace, more of God's mercy, more of God's faithfulness. Yes, more of God's goodness and kindness. You have to live your life according to God's knowledge and the wisdom of God. You have to be able to live this thing not according to the way you feel. You cannot live for God according to your feelings. You cannot live this love life out when you live by feelings. Truly, truly, the devil has so many people deceived. So many people are deceived in this last day. They're not loving as God loves. they love him by feelings. If I feel good, I'll be able to do something for you today. If I don't feel good, I don't want you around. That's not God's love. So many people don't understand because the reason why your life is in misery and you don't have the love of God in your life and you don't have the peace of God, you don't have peace with God. 
because you lack the knowledge. You lack the wisdom. You lack this thing in your life. You, you're not living by the wisdom and the knowledge of God. The devil has you deceived. So many people think they can live God's word out a little bit at a time. I can live this scripture out, but I don't have to do this one. I can do this over here, but I don't have to do this. You have to live the whole word of God out. All of it. We can't pick and choose what we want to live out for God. Because so many people want to be comfortable in life. They don't want to be uncomfortable by loving the enemy. They don't want to be uncomfortable by being a giver. Being a giver. Giver of your finances, the giver of your time, giver, a giver, a giver of your resources, your possessions, a giver. So many people don't want to forgive folks that has hurt them. They don't deserve forgiveness. They don't deserve my grace. They don't deserve my mercy. They hurt me too bad. Truly, truly, I come to tell you that you didn't deserve God's forgiveness. I didn't deserve God's forgiveness. It's all by grace. We ought to treat our fellow human beings with grace. They might not deserve our forgiveness. That's when grace is applied. They receiving unmerited favor from you. They don't deserve this favor. They don't deserve this forgiveness. They don't deserve. But you're going to apply grace, unmerited favor, unmerited we have to learn as the church and as children of God and as sons of God and daughters of God how to walk in God's love. If we learn how to walk this love out, the church needs to rise up in this last day. We're living in a time where this is the church's time to rise up. Where are you, church? Where are you? We need to be on one accord, not divided. Catholics over here, Baptists over here, Protestants over here, Seven Day of Venice over here, and all this division. We're not living by the same doctrine, rightly divided, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. The church is not living this way. The church is divided, a division. Any kingdom that's divided will fall. This is your time, church. This is your time to be on one accord. This is your time to rise up with God's knowledge, God's wisdom in this dark, dying, and sinful world, this hateful world, a world that's living by lies, not the truth of God. It's your time, church. It's your time, sons and daughters of God. It's your time to, to be the light in this dark, dying, and sinful world. We have to live God's knowledge out. You have to live the knowledge of God out in your life. We have to come together on one accord. You know, as I watch the news every day and as I receive phone calls from many people and as I talk to many folks uh, about their life situation, so many folks are living in fear. So many folks are living in doubt. They doubting God. They living in fear. They have allowed fear to take over their lives. Fear. The Bible says, the book, the good news, the gospel says that fear is going to come and be in your life. 
but we not to allow this thing to overtake us where we base our decisions off of fear, but we allow, we, but, but we allow our faith to take over. The just live by faith. We don't live by sight. We don't go by what we see. We, we don't go by what we hear from the world. We live by God's knowledge. We live by the wisdom of God. Living this wisdom out will add length of days to your life. When you live this knowledge and wisdom out, this thing will add days to your life. So many people have told me, Reverend, well, we're going to die at a set time. Ain't nothing I could do about it. If I'm going to die, that's just it. I beg to differ. My Bible, the word, the book. Yes, the gospel tells me that you can add days to your life or shorten your life. You don't have to die when you, when you are dying. You can add some days to your life like King Hezekiah did. Yes, the Lord told King Hezekiah, you will surely die. You're not going to recover from this illness. But King Hezekiah, he prayed in faith. Yes, he prayed. Yes, he prayed. And he believed what he prayed for. He cried out to a holy God. He cried out for mercy. Yes, King Hezekiah. And God added 15 years to his life. That word lets me know that me and you don't have to die. Yes, we don't have to die when we think we should. God can add days to our life. Amen. Yes, add days. Hallelujah. 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 And you can shorten your life. You can shorten your life by not living out the knowledge of God. You can shorten your life by not living out this wisdom of God. So many people are living in misery because they're not living by the knowledge of God. So many people are living in heartache because they're not living out the knowledge and wisdom of God in their life. So many people are playing church. Yes, in this last day, in this season, God has shook, shook it up this world. Yes, God is shaking this thing up. God said, I'm tired of this world playing with me and playing with my people. This world, you're not living by my knowledge. This world, you're not living by my wisdom. You're doing what you want to do. You're living by your own reasoning. You're living by your own thoughts. You're living by your own opinions. You're living by what the world says. You're living by what the devil says. You're living by what your friends are spitting in your ear. You're living by what mama done said. You're living by what your children are talking about. God said, this world is not living out my knowledge. You're not living out my knowledge. You're not living out my wisdom. The church is failing this world. You failing church as a collective. You failing church. You failing this world. You letting this world down. This world is hungry. This world is in need of bread, my church. Yes, feed my, oh, hallelujah. Feed my people. Yes, this world is hungry. It's looking for the bread, church. It's looking for the bread of love. It's looking for the bread of hope. Yes, this, this world is looking for the bread of faith. This world. It's looking. It's looking, church. This world has got its eyes on you, church. This world needs our church to walk by God's knowledge, to walk by God's wisdom. Yes, the foundation should always be grace. 
Yes, the foundation of the church should always be mercy. But most of all, the foundation of the church should always be agape love, unconditional. Yes, where the church, you won't give the best seats to the one dressed the best. Yes, You'll be happy to invite somebody that don't smell as good, don't dress as good up front. You're not worried about treating anybody different than the next. The real church. The real church. Yes, the real church. You, you, you The real church. Yes. You don't care what folks look like. The real church. You only care about folks' souls. The real church. The church. I'm not talking about the church building. I'm talking about the church. The people are the church. We're not talking about a building. The people. Yes, the people. The people that walk by God's knowledge. The people that walk by God's wisdom is the church. Amen. The church. God has sent me tonight. To speak to the sons and daughters and the mothers and fathers of this world that God is commanding his creation. God is commanding his creation. God is commanding, yes, his children to live his knowledge out. To walk by wisdom. Yes, to walk this thing out. Most gracious heavenly fathers. Yes, I come to your throne of grace, humbly as I know how, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Father, I pray right now that your word goes forth, that Christ Jesus is lifted up, and that all men are drawn unto him. Father, I thank you for another opportunity to stand before your people. Yes, to preach your word with power. Yes, with spirit, and in truth, with the anointing. Father, I pray that many hearts and minds are changed, that many come to love you and worship you. Yes, love you with all their heart, soul, and mind, and all their strength. Yes, where they come to lift Christ up with the life, where they live your knowledge and wisdom out, where they come under the umbrella. Yes, the umbrella of safety. Yes, Father, when it's all said and done, I will be careful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory in Jesus' holy and matchless name do I pray. Amen and thank God and amen and amen. You know, I tell you what, you know, God has called me to preach a powerful word. I haven't preached in about a week and a half. I've been going through some things. And I tell you, yesterday I was going to preach and then I ended up biting my tongue real bad. And I tell you, my mouth hurt so bad that, you know, the devil tried to t attack me. The devil's always going to come after me to, to keep this word of knowledge from going forth. The devil's always going to come after me and you, those that walk upright. Yes, those that walk in righteousness for Christ's sake. The devil's coming for you. He's coming for me. Yes, but what we got to remember, that we more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Yes, through Christ, we can do all things who strengthens me and you. Yes, we have to count this thing all joy. Follow those who have the Bibles. Scriptures coming out of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 through 11. Follow those there with your Bibles. Join me. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 through 13. And it reads, My son, do not forget my law. 
but let your heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart and so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with all your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. In Jesus' name, Amen and amen and amen and amen. You know, God has provided a word to lead and guide me and you in life. To lead us to eternal life. A life that is more abundant. A life full of joy. A life full of peace. A life full of kindness and goodness. Yes, a joyful life. A joyful life. You know, uh, the Bible clearly tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. It doesn't say seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. It says seek ye first the kingdom of God. Why does it say that, Reverend? I'm glad you asked. The kingdom of God is God's way of doing things. The kingdom of God is God's word. The kingdom of God is God's righteousness and holiness. The kingdom of God, God's government, the kingdom of God. Unless you able to live God's way, unless you able to have the knowledge and the wisdom and the understanding of God's word, you'll never see the kingdom of heaven. So that's why the Bible, the book, yes, the gospel, the good news tells us to seek ye first God's way of doing things, the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and its righteousness. That means when you have sought the kingdom of God in God's word, his righteousness means that you believe this thing. You believe the word by faith God accounts you righteous, and now you live in this thing out daily. You live in the knowledge and wisdom of God out daily in your life. And, and then the Bible says, and all things, all things. God didn't say one, two, or three things, but all things, all things, everything you need, all things. 
your healings, your deliverance, your breakthrough. Yeah, there's all things, your peace of mind, your joy, all things. Yes, all things will be added unto you. Yes, all things. When you seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness, the Bible says all things, everything you need to be added unto you. God said, I got your answer. I have your breakthrough. The answer that you've been praying for, that you sought first, you, you sought this kingdom of God first. You sought my way first. You didn't seek mama first. You didn't seek your friends first. You didn't seek your own wisdom. You didn't seek your knowledge. You sought my knowledge. You sought my wisdom first. You start living this thing out. You believe this thing by faith and I added all things unto you. I added grace and mercy to your life. I added joy. I added peace that surpasses all understanding. Yes, I added unspeakable joy. Yes, I added these things. I added my faithfulness to your life. I, I added my goodness to your life. Yes, I added my kindness because you sought the kingdom first. You sought my knowledge first. You sought my wisdom first. Verse 1 says, my son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. Verse 1, as any wonderful and good parent, as any wonderful and good parent, God's wisdom Wants the very best for her children. God's wisdom wants the very best for me and you. For mothers and daughters. For fathers and sons. It wants his very best for me and you. God only wants the best for his children. God don't want to give you second best. God's not trying to give you leftovers. He don't give you leftover healings. God don't give us leftover grace, leftover mercy. God's got this thing brand new every day. Amen. Yes, he don't give us leftovers, but the very best. He gave his very best in his son, Jesus the Christ. Yes, God gave his best for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Yes, that whosoever Whosoever, that means you, me, that means can't nobody keep you out. That means, yes, if they get mad at you at the church, they can't keep you out. Yes, your family can't keep you out. Yes, whosoever, whosoever, that means if you're a gang member, whosoever, you're a prostitute, whosoever, yes, every sinner, it don't matter what you're doing wrong. Yes, whosoever. Mexican, black, white, blue, green, whosoever. You need to tell somebody that they can't keep you out. You need to tell somebody you can't keep me away from Jesus because I'm part of that whosoever. Yes, you can't keep me away. You can't keep me away from the kingdom of God. Yes, you can't keep me away from my mansion. You can't keep me away from my eternal life. You can't keep me away because God said whosoever, that includes me. Amen. Yes, 
Let folks know you're included. Yes, I'm included. I'm God's child. I'm included. Because the Bible, the book, the gospel says, whosoever, whosoever believeth on him, believeth on him, Jesus, the Christ, the Christ, Jesus, the anointed one, Jesus, the Messiah, Jesus, yes, Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus, the Savior of the world, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, yes, the Prince of me and your peace, Jesus, yes, whosoever believeth on him, yes, shall not perish, oh, but have everlasting life, those that believe on him, you're not going to hit that lake of fire. Those that believe on him, you don't have to worry about going to hell. Those that believe on him, yes, you're going to have a life abundant right now. You're not going to have no dead life right now. You're not going to have no dead mind right now. You're not going to have no dead spirit right now because you believed on him. Yes, you believed on the one that is life. Yes, you believed. Yes, hallelujah, hallelujah. See, wisdom, this godly wisdom, wisdom knows that, that this can only happen through obedience to her teachings. See, wisdom knows that the only way you can have the very best of wisdom is to obey its teachings. You have to, have to obey her teachings. Wisdom. Wisdom. That means, in other words, you have to obey the gospel. That means, in other words, you have to obey the Holy Scriptures, the Bible, the book, the good news. You have to obey this thing. You have to live it out in your life. Yes, wisdom. Wisdom is pleading. It's pleading. Wisdom is pleading in verse one. It says, my son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. Wisdom is pleading right there with her sons and daughters to, to keep the word of God in, in your mind, to keep the word of God in your heart, to, to obey this thing with your heart, where you're a doer of the word, where you won't keep saying I'm trying, and triers, they don't get nothing done in life, but keep making excuses. That's all a trying person going to do. Triers, they don't do nothing in life, but keep saying I'm trying. They keep making excuses. God never once told us from Genesis to Revelation to be triers. God called us to be doers. So many people, you think you're going to be able to have an excuse before God. But truly, truly, I tell you, God is not going for no excuses. When you stand before him, God is not going for no excuses because he commanded you and need to be doers of his word, not triers. Triers. We don't obey this thing with a heart. We don't obey the gospel with a heart. That means whatever's in your heart, you're going to act on this thing. That means you're going to live this knowledge and wisdom out. What 
is uh, knowledge and wisdom of God, William. I'm glad you asked. Uh, knowledge is God's word, his revelation to me and you. Wisdom is when we live in this thing out. That's when me and you are, is a wise man. Jesus said a wise man built his house on a rock and the winds came and the storms came and the winds blew upon that house and that house stood. Wisdom. When you live in God's words out, that makes you a wise man and a wise woman. Yes, you have God's wisdom. It's not wisdom until you live in the knowledge out. You don't have God's wisdom until you walk this thing out daily. It's just knowledge. The devil knows the knowledge of God, but he don't have the wisdom of God because he'll never live this thing out. If you have God's knowledge and you're not living this thing out, who are you serving? you got to be serving the evil one because he knows the knowledge of God. He's just not going to be obedient. When you're obedient to the word of God, that's when you have wisdom. That's when you wise. That's when you walk in this thing out in spirit and in truth. That's when God calls you righteous. You are counted righteous. When you believe the wisdom of God, your faith is in the wisdom and the knowledge of God. Then you walk in this thing out. You're a doer of the word. You're not a pretender. You're not one of those fake Christians. You're not a pretender. Yes, you, you're not one of those that look like a Christian and don't possess the power thereof. Looking godly and don't have the power to back it up. Amen. You don't have the power of God's love to back it up. You don't have the power in you to show God's grace and mercy in this earth to back it up. You don't have the power to show God's agape love in this earth to back it up. You got a form of godliness. You look like the church. You look like a Christian, but you don't have the power to love folks unconditionally. You don't have the power to forgive your enemies. Yes, you don't have the power. Yes. You're a wolf in sheep clothing because you're not displaying God's love in the earth. You're not displaying God's wisdom, his knowledge in this earth. Verse 2 says, for length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Length of days. God said, my, my knowledge will add length of days and long life to your life. My knowledge, when you live this thing out, when you have the wisdom of God, when you walk in this thing out, my Bible, the gospel now, not William's opinion, not what William's talking about, but what thus uh, saith the Lord. My God said that for length of days and long life, Share my knowledge when you live this thing out, when you loving your enemies, when you forgiving those that hurt you, when you showing my kindness, 
goodness in this earth. Yes, when you're showing this thing in action. Yes, when you're helping. Yes, the less fortunate. When you're loving the widows and the orphans and the poor. God said when you're living this way, yes, length of days, I'm going to add some days to your life. I'm going to add something. Yes, I'm going to add something to your life. Length of days. I'm going to add long life. Yes, to your life. Yes, length of days. Thus said the Lord. When you live in this knowledge out, when you obtain the wisdom of God, when you live in this thing out unconditionally now, not by the way you feel, when you live my word out on purpose now, you can't live by the way you feel. You got to remove them feelings and replace this thing with my word, with the truth. Live this thing by faith. By faith. Faith. Yes, length of days. In general, those that obey, those that obey their parents, those that honor their mother and fathers on this earth, those that honor their holy father in heaven, you live longer. You have a better life. When you honor your mother and father on this earth, sons and daughters, God is saying to you, you're not to be talking back to your parents, calling them all out of their name. When they call you and tell you they need you for something, you yell a hon what from another room. God said that's not honoring your mother and father. Yes. When you're not arguing with your parents, you're honoring your mother and father. When you walk holy before holy God, and that's when you're honoring your mother and fathers. And God wants me to tell all parents out there, God said, I need you to live my knowledge and wisdom out in front of your kids. I need them to see this thing by example. Yes, don't, don't, don't do this thing that, that you used to hear in the old days. Do as I say and not as I do. God said, we're not playing that. We're not going to play that game. Parents, if you truly want to save your life and you want to save your children's life, you have to live this thing out by example, in front of them. You have to pray in front of them. You have to love folks in front of them. You have to show grace and mercy in front of your children. You have to show goodness and kindness in front of your children. You have to display God's agape love in front of your children. In front of your children. Yes, in front of your children. Yes. And those that disobey their parents when you disobey your mother and father on this earth when you disobey your father in heaven you invite illness and disease into your life you invite accidents into your life you invite tragedies into your life you invite premature death into your life amen yeah when you disobey the word of god your life is shortened. When you disobey this word, your life is shortened and filled with disaster, chaos, and eventually death. Eternal death. Physical death. Because you didn't heed the word of God. You didn't listen to God's knowledge. You didn't seek God's wisdom. 
You didn't seek to live God's knowledge out. You didn't seek to live God's word out. Yes. Exodus 20, 12. The Bible tells children to obey your parents for you'll live a long life. And if you don't, you will shorten your days. The Bible teaches that a peace of mind which leads to a happier life, which leads to a longer and happier life. It comes from keeping God's laws and commands. Your happy life comes from you keeping the word of God. This happy life comes from you obeying the word of God. Because if you're not obeying the word of God, you're just existing in this earth. You don't have no joy. You don't have peace. You have misery. You have chaos. You live in fear. You live in worry. You live a life full of affliction, a life full of pain, a life full of suffering, suffering. The only way to have a happy life, you got to obey all of God's word, not parts and bits and pieces, not what you just choose to obey. You have to obey it all. When we go down to verse three, it says, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them uh, around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Amen. Verse three and four tells us that let not mercy and truth forsake you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Mercy and truth should always be seen. Mercy and truth should always be seen on the outside. Mercy and truth should be in me and your actions every day. This thing should be seen. It's a behavior that many should see. Everybody should see when they encounter me and you. Bind this thing around your neck. Bind it around your neck like a gold chain. You know how many folks will go get all that jewelry and they want this thing to be seen? Well, mercy and truth. You to bind this thing around your neck so the world can see this mercy, so the world can see the truth. It should also be a part of the inward part of me and you. This mercy and truth has to be on the outs, on the inside to permeate on the outside. You have to have this thing in your heart. You have to believe this thing and truly have it on the inside. You have to write them on the tablet of your heart. That means this thing is, is part of your lifestyle. Living out mercy and truth. This is a lifestyle to you. Because you have a relationship. You have a relationship with the knowledge of God. You have a relationship with the wisdom of God. Yes, this is part of who you are. 
mercy and truth. When you write this thing on the tablets of your heart, this thing is a part of me and your character now. This thing is a part of who we are. Amen. Amen. Then the Bible says, in the sight of God and man, you're going to find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Now, when you live in God's knowledge and wisdom out, uh, when you're writing mercy and truth on the inside of your heart, uh, and when you're showing this thing every day to everybody in this world, when they see this thing in action, when this thing is displayed, this is the way you find favor and high esteem with God. This is the way you have success with God, good success. Not bad success, but good success in the sight of God and man. God will elevate you in front of man. God will set you on a shelf where you can shine, where you get high esteem, where even man has to praise you for Christ's sake. It's only for Christ's sake. It's not for you to get the big head. It's not for pride to take over. When God elevates me and you, God elevates us for his glory that's in Christ Jesus. Amen. When you live in the knowledge out of God, when you walking in the wisdom of God, this is the way you find favor with God. Many of you want favor with God. Many of you need a breakthrough. Many of you need a healing. Many of you need peace of mind. Many of you need joy. Many of you need a deliverance. Many of you, you got to have, yes, an answer. But God sent me to tell you the way. The way. The way. The way to find favor. The way. John 14, 6, the way. Jesus said, I am the way. My knowledge is the way. I am the truth. My truth is the way. I am the life. Yes, I'm the life. I am eternal life. I am life more abundant right now. I am the way. You want to find favor with my daddy? I'm the way. Live my knowledge out. Live my wisdom out. I'm the way, Jesus said. My word, this word, the book, the good news, the gospel's the way. It's the way. You find good success with the Holy God. It's the way. You find good success with man. It's the way. It boils down to a satisfying life. Yes, this thing boils down to having a satisfying life. Yes, and living into living in the center of God's will. When you're in the center of God's will, when your heart is in the center of God's will, yes, Jesus, you are the center of my joy. Yes, I heard Reuben Stutter sing. When Jesus is the center of your joy, when God's knowledge and wisdom is the center of me and your joy, oh, hallelujah, life is satisfying. Life is satisfying. Life is joyous. Yes, you have a happy life. When Jesus, when the word of God is the center of your joy, when you live in this thing out, yes, this brings up the question, 
How can I know God's will in my life, Reverend? How can I know what God's will is for my life? My life. The answer is in the next two verses. Verse 5 tells me and you to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path in Jesus' name. The Bible now, the gospel, the book, the good news said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. With all your heart. There must be a full commitment by me and you. There must be a full commitment to Christ. There must be a full commitment to Christ. Spirit and mind and body and soul. Yes, a full commitment. We must trust in him. Yes, in Christ. In him. Not only with our salvation, but also with the direction of me in your life. We've got to trust in a holy God to direct our paths. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. The Bible says the gospel. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and all your strength. With all your strength, with everything in me and you, we have to trust a, a holy God. Trust in him. This thing has to be a commitment without hesitation, without reservation on me and your part. This thing has to be a full commitment. There must be a, be a healthy distrust. We got to learn how to distrust ourselves and trust in a, a holy God. We got to learn how to distrust what the world's talking about, what people's putting in me in your ear and trust a holy God. We got to learn how to distrust what they saying on the news and TV. We got to learn how to distrust what the internet's saying and go to the Bible, the book, the good news, the word of God. Yes, we have to learn how to distrust what everybody else is talking about and lean not on your own understanding. Lean not to what me and you know. Lean not to what mama's talking about. Lean not to what the world's talking about. Lean not to what them kids is talking in your ear. Lean not. To what your problems saying to you. Lean not to what them storms are saying to you. Lean not to what that thunderstorm is saying. That hurricane is saying in your life. Lean not. Lean not. To your own understanding. Of the situations in your life. Lean not. Don't try to figure this thing out. Thus saith the Lord. Lean not. To your own. Understanding. And then in all your ways, acknowledge him. Yes, in all your ways. We have to acknowledge that we don't know what's 
best for our lives. You have to come to the end of yourself and acknowledge that you don't know. Lord, I know not. I don't know the answer. I don't know how to get out of this situation. I don't know how I'm going to come up with this rent. I don't know how my son's going to be healed. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's best for me, Lord. I don't know. I'm not capable of guiding my own life. I don't know. You got to let God know you are not capable. Lord, I'm not capable of guiding my own life. I'm not capable. Yes. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways, pray and talk to a holy God in all your ways. In all your ways, acknowledge the Lordship of Jesus Christ by the way you live. Yes, by your, your, your words, your thoughts, and your actions. Yes, acknowledge him by the way you treat folks. Acknowledge him by showing grace and mercy. Acknowledge him by showing his love in the earth. Acknowledge the Lord God Almighty by forgiving everybody for they know not what they do. Acknowledge him in every area of your life. Yeah, this must be turned over to Jesus. You have to acknowledge him in every part of your life. Humble yourself. Trust in God. Yes, turn it over to Jesus. Lay your cares and worries at the feet of Jesus. Amen. Acknowledge him. Yes, acknowledge him. Pray. Meditate on the word of God. Acknowledge him by studying the scriptures. Acknowledge him by worshiping him in spirit and in truth. Acknowledge a holy God by worshiping him in spirit and in truth. By giving him the praise, honor, and glory with your whole life. Acknowledge him. Amen. Amen. Turn all control total control of your life to Jesus. Amen. We are not to have a will of our own. Our will is not to run our lives. Our soul is not to run this thing. Our will and mind and soul. Yes, only a single desire to know his will. Only a single desire to know the will of God and the purpose God has for you in life. And you live this thing. That should be your only desire. To know the will of God. To find out the purpose God has for, for you in life. And to live this thing. Amen. To live it. If these conditions are met. If these. If these conditions are or met in your life, the promise is that God shall direct your path. God has got you in process. God will order the steps of a righteous man and woman. God has set you forth in process. Amen. Yes, when all conditions are met, when you meet the conditions of receiving God's knowledge, God has made a way 
for me and you to receive a revelation from him, knowledge from him. Yes, through prophets, uh, pastors, ministers, reverends and preachers, through the word, through the Holy Spirit, through the anointing, through the Bible. God has made a way for us to receive his knowledge. God needs us to act on this thing where we'll have the wisdom of God because you live in this thing now. Yes, you live in this thing. You know, God, sometimes he'll deliver his word through angels and godly advice from other Christians and through a marvelous uh, converging of circumstances through the inward peace and of the Holy Spirit and through a combination of these God has given me and you knowledge and revelations. And if we truly wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord. What do you mean by that, Reverend? When you accept God's knowledge and his wisdom and, and you living this thing out and you need a breakthrough, you have to wait on the Lord for your breakthrough. And why are you waiting? God said, go out and love somebody. Why are you waiting? Show grace and mercy to everybody. Why are you waiting? Forgive everybody. When you're waiting on me, God said, when you put your eyes on somebody else's problems, that's when I'm looking at yours. Yes, when you're waiting on me, go out and feed the poor. Take care of my widows and orphans. When you're waiting on me, yes, seek me. Yes, first, and the kingdom of God. And this righteousness Go to the word while you're waiting on me. Pray while you're waiting on me. Love everybody while you're waiting on me. Yes, while you're waiting on me. God said, love everybody. Yes. God said, when you're waiting, I'm going to direct your path. When you're waiting, yes, I I'm going to direct your pathway. Yes, I'm going to make this path so clear. I'm going to make this thing so clear in your life. This thing is not going to be mistaken. You're going to know which way to go. You're going to be, you're going to know. I'm going to make the path so clear in your life. I'm going to part the Red Sea. Yes, I'm going to make this path a straight path. Yes, I'm going to straighten some crooked paths, God said, in your life. Some crooked things in your life. God said, I'm going to straighten some things out. Amen. Yes. And, and to refuse. When you refuse to walk in God's knowledge, when you refuse to walk in his wisdom, when you refuse to walk in the path that God's directing you on, this is disobedience. Yes, disobedience. This is sin, God said. And the penalty for sin you separated from me. The penalty for sin is death. Everything is going to die. Everything in your life is going to die. Peace is going to die. When you want to live in sin, peace. Joy is going to die in your life. The love is going to die in your life. There's no joy. Yes, there's no godly patience. There's no forgiveness in your life. Yes, you want to live with sin in your life. God said everything's going to die. And eventually, you're going to die eternal. You don't want to live by my knowledge and my wisdom. God said everything going to die in your life. Yes, and then we, we go on to see that pride and conceit, pride and conceit. We're going to look at this now. The Bible says in verse 7, do not be wise in your own eyes. 
Fear the Lord. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Depart from evil. 